Welcome to Village Church Q&A. Pastor Michael here with you. I'm in the studio with Amanda. And Amanda, today, a question um, for you is, it's not an easy one. How do I authentically forgive someone? What I struggle with in this question is the word forgive. Because my gut says we're pretty lazy in how we use the term. Uh, How do I forgive someone who's dead? How do I forgive somebody who won't speak to me? Uh, What is like forgiveness at, at its core. So could you just help us process forgiveness? And then how do we authentically do this? So I think we need to talk about the four meanings of forgiveness because we're not always having access to that person that yep. we need to forgive. So the first one is just going to be releasing. And that basically means just let it go. I'm mm. going to let it go. I'm not mm. going to let it corrupt me. Um, mm. In this relationship, they might be dead. Or they might be just unreachable for whatever reason. They could be an abuser. They could be somebody who has cut you off and you don't have that option. But that would be the very first step. Yep. So like if you're harboring bitterness inside of you, like that's obviously going to corrupt you. It's going to corrupt other people. And so like... Yeah, well, in another podcast, we can talk about how do you actually let go of forgiveness Yeah, or let go of bitterness. I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, that's good. So releasing. Releasing is the first one. The second one is actual forgiveness, mm-hmm. where the two parties come together and they apologize mm-hmm. and they exchange apologies and they're just on the same page of, OK, I realize I hurt you. I want to mm-hmm. say sorry. Now, after that happens, it doesn't always mean that there's a relationship totally, afterwards. Yeah. Sometimes it's more wise to not have a relationship yeah. afterwards. But. There was that meeting and that point where we both said, okay, that wasn't right. um, And I want to take responsibility for my actions. So sometimes it's okay if two parties both agree to let it go, but then part ways. Right. Right. That's okay. Um, The next two things we're going to talk about is pretty much the next level of forgiveness. And that first one is reconciliation. Hmm. And that is when um, two parties they not only forgive each other, but they want to move forward in relationship with one another. This would be required of anybody that is in the same church because we're called to coexist, um, to be at peace and to love one another. And it's really a non-negotiable for any follower of Christ. So this would not mean the the reconciliation does not mean that trust has been restored necessarily. I mean, it can, Mm -hmm. but um, so you can be reconciled to somebody, both of you are choosing to let it go, but you still may not trust them. Like depending on the level of infraction, like it could have been a huge relational betrayal. So like trust is something that may not be like back yet. Yeah, the relationship yeah. might look different. Yeah. Say we we still have a friendship, but I don't tell them X, Y, Z, or yeah. I don't trust them. Totally. That's yep. totally uh, an okay yep. situation to have and the best situation within the bounds of church. Right, so I'm just gonna summarize. So this is gonna be a little probably strange for some people. Like what you have said so far is I can forgive somebody who's not alive by just letting it go. I can actually forgive somebody and have mutual forgiveness and actually choose to part ways. Mm. And I can, I can forgive somebody and not trust them. Mm-hmm. That's I, I think for some people that that right there is freeing. And I love the phrase. I love the phrase, let it go. Not just because it's like a frozen throwback, but yeah, right. you know, two daughters. So, but I, I love it because it's, it's not sticking to me. You yeah. know, it's, it's not glued to my soul and yeah. my mind. Mm-hmm. It's powerful. Yep. So the last 
the last um, meaning of forgiveness is just restoration, which mm-hmm. is the ultimate, like, this is best case scenario yeah. is that we forgive one another. We choose to be in relationship, but we actually just live as if it never happened. Yeah, wow. And I would say like great marriages are made on being able to restore that relationship yep. and keep going back and, and not holding anything else against mm-hmm. you not bringing it up um, and then having a, a great deep relationship where you can trust them. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, if it's a small infraction, restoration is easy, but if it is massive, if it's adultery, pornography, massive deception, I mean, those are the kind of things that restoration does not happen just because you forgive each other. Right. Or even because you reconcile. I mean, trust has to be fully rebuilt for yes. restoration to be experienced. Right. That's a big deal. It, and and yeah. it, you can get there. You can get to that yeah. last step, but it does take time. I'm imagining a whole bunch of um, marriage counseling that I've, I have been in the middle of. And uh, one person looked at their spouse and said, you forgave me. Why do you not trust me yet? Mm. And for us to get to this uh, place with them to, under, to understand kind of these four levels, uh, releasing, forgiving, reconciling, restoring. And I'm like, listen, you guys are in the process of reconciling, but you're not going to be restored probably for a while because you're going to have to probably repent to the point where your repentance has existed long enough that's given that your spouse confidence yep. that it's not going to come back or it's unlikely that it's going to come back. And that's, yep. that that's very hard. So I'm thinking about all these uh, yeah. circumstances right now. And, and yep. this is, I think a helpful paradigm, really helpful. So I think the next step is just being intentional about where you're at. Be realistic. Am I trying to seek reconciliation? Am I just trying to release this? Mm. Um, be intentional about it and ask God for help because we need we need his spirit to be alive. And it, yeah. it is not just because we're a Christian. Sometimes we assume, oh, like I'm we forgive. And it's like, no, we're actually humans that sin. Mm. And we will defer to unforgiveness and yep. bitterness and being resentful. So you need to ask God for help. Yeah. Um, and it it just I think if you're struggling with that, be honest then with with mm. where you're at with God. Say, I don't want to forgive. Like, would you? But I know you yeah. want me to. Could you help me do that? Like, I think God honors that humble prayer of being like, yeah. she knows she should, but she doesn't feel yeah. like it. You I mean, know? wounds stick to the flesh. Mm. I mean, when you when you are wounded small or big, like there has to be active decisions. I love how you're framing this in an active way. You actually have to decide mm. which one am I pursuing? Um, am I going to actively go to the Lord? Because the flesh wants to hold on to everything. And um, it it is a work of the Holy Spirit. So just going before the Lord and begging him, Ephesians 4.32, Paul says, forgive one another as God has forgiven you in Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm. Um, And I guarantee you, Paul has had to pray for a lot of forgiveness, like help me forgive them like you forgave me. So acknowledging that, right? Acknowledge where you're at, ask God for help. The next step would just be to stop talking about it. Um, So (laughs) stop talking about it to your friends, to your family. You know, did you know what they did? And Mm -hmm. did you know what happened next? And we're not talking about the person who is only talking to a close knit of people that is like, I need prayer on forgiving this person because of X, Y, Z. We're talking about the person who really just wants to feel validated about their wounds. And they don't really want to be told you need to forgive them. They want to be told, oh, wow, that's really hard, which there is something to saying, I get that that's very hard. What is your next step? What does God want you to do with this? Yeah, that's so good. So um, I'm thinking, Again, all these circumstances are flying through my head right now. Yeah. And what happens 
when somebody doesn't actually let it go. Like you, you could look at me and say, Michael, I forgive you, but your heart may not actually be there. Mm -hmm. And, And there are indicators of this. So you start talking about it to a lot of people and all that is, is an indicator that you're still bitter because that is a way of punishing the other person. You're affecting their reputation, or it's a way of just kind of satisfying the bitterness. Bitterness loves to express itself mm. at the cost of somebody else's reputation. Yep. And so what, what we tell people is, if you forgive somebody, act like you've forgiven them. And one of them is stop talking about it. I yep. just think that's genius. Yep. But if you find yourself talking about it, it means... Bitterness. Every word that comes out of your mouth about that person is a bitter root going deeper into your heart, and it defiles you, as Hebrew says, and then it defiles other people eventually. Right. Stop talking about it is like yeah, so hard. It's so hard. It takes an incredible yeah. amount of self-control. And that's why, you know, yeah. getting accountability, which is our very last step, and mm-hmm. we haven't talked about that yet, but once you speak it, once you give words and you bring light to it and say, I don't want hmm. to do this, I am committed to not talking about this to, to anyone is, is huge because then when I start doing it, I already know I'm disobeying God right yeah, now. Wow. I'm disobeying a commitment and I'm not furthering along my heart and forgiveness. I'm actually going backwards. Yeah. Um, I think what may be even more important, if you can look good on the outside, is what people can't see. And that is stop talking it about about it to yourself. Mm. And this has been probably one of the most profound tools that I have used of the things that I can control. Yeah. Um, and that's just my thought patterns. And um, I, some of my deepest wounds, I, I have learned to turn off that rerun. Uh, sometimes I think of it like a movie yeah. that I can watch and you can just play it out. And what happens when you play movies over and over again that you love? You start memorizing every mm-hmm. single line. He, your lines. Yes, he did that. And then yeah. I did this. And then mm-hmm. she did that. And then this happened. Yeah. And you remember verbatim at the drop of a hat yeah. exactly what happened 15 years ago. That's because you've been playing the reruns. Yeah. And so I think when you start down that road, and know that's something that we do as humans. We want to stroke that wound. We want to we want to feel the pain. But you know what? Satan yeah. wants us to feel the pain too. Yep. And so when you start, I, I remember the feelings in my stomach about those deep wounds and being like, nope, we're going to think about something else. We've mm. already chosen to forgive. We've yep. actually already reconciled. There is no good reason for me to be thinking about this circumstance yep. again. Yeah. In the reconciliation process, you're going to have to talk about it. But yep. once you exchange forgiveness... Uh, you, you I, stop talking about it, but the re I love that. What was the word you used? My brain already forgot. Reruns. Reruns. Yeah. Thank you. Like the that reruns. Was... It, it is a powerful thing. And the Lord gives us the self-control yep. to stop it. And he wants to renew our minds. And so that is, it's not an untouchable space for him. Yeah. He can get in there and he yep. can do a lot of work. Amen. So then the last thing that we're going to talk about is accountability. Mm. And that just means going to a brother or sister in Christ and saying, listen, I'm having trouble or I want to forgive and I have a next step. And then being really specific about that next step. Is it having a hard conversation? Mm. Okay. Did you have that hard conversation? No, but I scheduled it out for this certain time. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do the hard thing that the Lord wants me to do. Maybe it is stop playing the reruns. Maybe it's just setting realistic expectations. I tried to have the hard conversation. It didn't go well. I wanted to be in, you know, reconciliation terms, but I can't have it. 
Now I need to go back. Mm. And what is God asking me to do? So I think having someone come alongside you with that process, if you're, there's a good gauge. If you keep on thinking about whatever wound it is, you need to go to the next level for sure to get that weeded out. So it strikes me that there's two implications. One is forgive or two is be bitter. There's, there's really actually not a lot of in between here. Uh, You can, you can squish it or act like it doesn't exist, like push it down, you know, but inevitably it's going to pop its ugly head out. And unless you're intentional about forgiveness, your alternative option is going to be bitterness. Mm. And bitterness, it's a weed, it grows roots, and then it kills everything around it. Mm. Um, and so just to understand that, like, you can avoid it, but you're avoiding, if you avoid forgiveness, you're avoiding it at your own peril. Mm. Uh, it's, it's not necessarily the peril of the other person. Like, it feels good to hold something against somebody. You're killing yourself in the end. Yeah. And, and, and yeah, it just, it's illogical, but it feels good. Mm. And the forgiveness is excruciating. Yeah. It's really hard. It is the really the hard. The heart of the forgiveness. So really thank hard. you for all of that. That is very helpful. And I want to invite all of you back to our next episode at Village Church Q&A. We're going to be answering the question, how do I disciple a new believer? We'll see you next time. Mm.